Good, it's the Almighty Mix fan. Hit that follow button, y'all know the deal. Y'all know we're doing that Denver rap stuff, so you know we're gonna have a, a special guest. We got Don, the other rapper. <laughs> you gonna introduce me or do I gotta introduce myself? You don't speak yourself. Speak I gotta yourself. introduce my am I introducing yeah. myself? Yeah, you know, Alright, that's cool, man. I go by the name of Solo Young. If you don't know me or have any of my social media, follow me. Twitter and Instagram at I am Solo Young. SoundCloud, Solo Young, Facebook, Solo Young. Also like my artist page. Uh, let's get it popping. Let's keep it popping, man. And oh, we man. have a special guest. He's uh, known as the angry black man, <laughs> the happy black man, and the drunk black man. More <laughs> angry than, the, than any other thing. More angry so, drunk. Bro, I'm neither of those, but they call me music. Tell me music. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> it's lit. It's lit. So, uh, my man, Solo. Uh, what you got planned for this year? As far as music goes, as far as what, not even this whole year because the year is pretty long. What you got planned for the next three months as far as music goes? What you about to smack people with in the next three months? Uh, don't be doing a whole lot of smacking, as the Almighty <laughs> Mix would say, man. Also, for those of you that don't know, this is my partner in crime, man. Anything that you've heard from me for the past uh, few months and this whole project is about to come out, Thumping at Night. Almighty makes his own the sticks. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's nothing to play with, man. So, uh, the first thing I need to do actually is get this project out. That's number one. I was trying to drop it in um, November, um, but I just got to make sure I get it right, man, because I'm trying to do some more schmacking over the head with this oh one. I don't God. want it to be mediocre. <laughs> schmacking. schmacking. Um, so the first thing I'm gonna do is get that one out, man, and then after that, I have a couple of singles, some visuals, and the traveling is going to be a big focus. Um, for this year traveling is going to be big so for over the next three months just over the next three months i'm gonna be hitting arizona la uh, texas for south by southwest oh, um the homies from the same camp as me uh, supreme a shout out to him he's in new york right now having some meetings uh, with some big people hot new hip-hop and shade 45 right now getting some interviews taken care of so shout out to him um but we got a lot of things going man and then more toward may we're shooting for may um may we're doing some touring uh, of our own, you know, so that's going to be a big thing. So, But in order for that to be successful, we got to keep the momentum going. So step number one is to get thumping tonight out, man. Do some more smacking. It's actually nothing like the shmoney thing. Because they got smoney, they got smurder. They got, what is it? They say smacking, not smacking. It's not smacking with the S. Smacking. No, I thought you were saying smacking. No, no, we don't put that. I was saying. Okay. I mean, I was. All right. I just. Hey, man. I thought he said smacking. I just put a whole bunch of emphasis on the S. Okay. Smacking. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Smacking. Smacking. It's still lit. Baby, wrong for that. What? So you don't do a lot of touring and all that. You don't do, so you don't you don't work on yourself more, more focus on yourself. Um, always, man. I gotta shoot. I did a lot of focusing on other people, man. And what I've learned through guidance and just through bumping my own head is that uh, everybody, 
the truth is that everybody's not going to eat. Only the people that want to eat are going to eat. Only yep. the people that can take direction are going to be anywhere that you are. Yep. And if you're elevating and you want people to elevate with you, you can't go back down and try to pick them up, man. They got to elevate up to your level. And all you can do is continue to try to guide them up and let them know how you got there. But if I stop what I'm doing and start worrying too much about other people, nobody eats. Because then everybody that I work hard for takes an L if I take an L or if I lose my credibility or if I stop, you know, what I'm doing to try and help somebody and then everything seems to crumble. Everybody I'm working hard for takes a big L, you know. So I got to keep on doing what I'm doing. Not the rapper. Exactly. So... The thing is, on top of that, um, with that being said, also another thing I was uh, looking into today, somebody was giving me some guidance on the fact that also everybody's not going to be you and you're not going to be everybody. Um, and the reason That's that, some good advice. Yeah, it is. And the reason that relates so well is because like going along with what you just asked me about focusing on me, I've done a lot of trying to help people almost like practically be me. And have my skill set in the places I'm at. Not to say that I'm, you know, some superstar because I'm definitely not a superstar right now. Although I'm on my way to that. Uh, just trying to make sure, you know, when people admire a certain skill set and you know that you have a successful skill set that's working for you, you want to give it to people. And they can even take it. But the thing is that that might not be the path that they need to take. Everybody's not going to be you and you're not going to be everybody. So I, I, I need to focus on me for the sake of everyone. And for the people that's going to listen to this in Denver and Aurora and Colorado Springs, yeah. everywhere in Colorado, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. around the we everywhere, the LA, now, so everybody. What made you start rapping? Uh, or good how, question. How did Solo become? So, how did you become the rapper, or how did rap influence you to become the rapper? Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> one thing a lot of people don't know about me is that I actually never wanted to be a rapper. What happened is I wanted to be a DJ engineer and a producer. I wanted to be behind the scenes, um, and I wanted to do a lot of uh, managing projects uh, and, uh, what's it called, composing. That's what I wanted to do. But um, I I was around a lot of people that were rapping, some of which were actual artists, the majority of which were not very artistic at all and just were doing it because they thought it was cool, easy, and could get them money. And to get them bodies. Women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women. Definitely is one of the things they were going after. What I started to realize is like, and they would never let me rap with them, ever, ever. If any of them are listening to this podcast, you know who you are. You never let me rap with you. And that's part of the reason why I don't rap with you now. So they never let me rap with them. Um, I wrote my first verse when I was probably 12 or 13 is when I wrote the first one. I started rapping uh, close to when I was 10 or 11 at school. And I was listening to artists like T Nutty, Twisted, a lot of E Forty, a Ooh, whole lot of Max Dre, a whole lot of Bone Thugs. I was listening to a lot of uh, DMX, Tupac. I wasn't listening to too much Biggie back then. Just sometimes when it came on, I was like heavy on the West Coast stuff. So like Messy Marv and even some artists y'all might not know about. Um, Messy Marv, yeah, yeah, Messy Marv. Yeah, it goes, it, it goes real. Yeah, it goes. Right. It even goes deeper than that because even T Nutty is more underground than Messy Marv, mm-hmm. if you ask me. But, um, yeah, so I was bumping a lot of that. So the first thing I did was I started to rap about small stuff like, you know, getting chocolate milk in the lunch line. Because I'm in elementary school, mind you. So I started doing that. inspired me to write a rap because I was wondering, how does how do all of my older cousins memorize lyrics to Tupac songs? I can't remember. I could not memorize a song at 12. Like, I just, I knew the ABCs. I could do Roll, Roll, Roll Your Boat. I couldn't do rap songs like that. So then I wrote a verse. And then I realized after I wrote my verse and rapped it to myself, no one is... Um, saying things that I'm saying that I'm around at least and no one is doing it the way 
that I'm doing it, even when we're talking about the same topics. The way I'm doing it is much more colorful and it's much more effective when you're trying to get people to listen to you. So then I realized if I want these things to be done, well, since no one's listening to me, tell them to do it, I'll do it and I'll be better at it anyway. So, and that's just uh, literally the truth. Um, So that's from that day forward, I decided I would just do it myself. Do it yourself or it. Yep. What you, what you got to take on that, Mies? Nothing? <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm saying, man. No, I feel I don't want to say anything ignorant. Just like when someone asks someone about how they started rapping, yeah, I'm like, I'm not a rapper. I can't put myself in those shoes. So that's all up to them, you know? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Just all smile, I can say is just keep well at it, you know? Oh, no. He's going to do well at it. Boom. Better than well. But, you know? I receive it. What was your favorite thing about uh about making all of your projects? Like starting from the first one to like even the most recent the one. The actual first one? Okay. Or the first one I The uh, actual first one meaning how far I'm I'm gonna I'm say the actual first one for me. Yeah, perfect. That's what I was that's like the, what I was fir- the first release. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the actual first one. Um, y'all who haven't heard that, y'all need to go ahead and dig through the archives. That project is lyrically unmatched. The, uh, I have trouble matching myself like, from those days. I was uh, the place I was in, um that, it was, like my circumstances drew something out of me that is definitely hard to reproduce if you're not actually in those circumstances like that project is lyrically unmatched literally he's telling them all you talk about <laughs> he's telling them i'm calling out myself spook? even no nah, never mind that was, was racist <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait <laughs> Who the fuck but is nah um spook? yeah that was I, I never had a rap name like that yeah no, if you don't. if that's your rap name please rethink uh your situation man just take out the spook just take that off <laughs> Just take out both. Spizzy's bad too. I don't just, understand. Was uh, Spizzy, <laughs> and I know there's an artist named Spizzy, man. So if you're listening to this, Spizzy, just please think again. Change the name to Spook. Mm-hmm. You'll get more recognition. Anyway, man, I got to answer this question. We got to get off that topic. We're gonna, we gonna spiral into something. Though. That's a whole nother podcast. That was I was there trying to realize. You got to do that topic to when, I'm not, when I'm not on the podcast. Let's do it. Y'all doing too much, but. Uh, inspiration for the first release to Kraken, uh, which was released in 2011. I was just coming out of high school. I was fresh out. And inspiration for that, uh, basically, I was still rapping with my buddies, man. I was still rapping with the uh, old school camp that I used to rock with. We still, you know, those are still my friends. Um, we don't, we're not a rap group and we don't particularly work together anymore. We all actually do our own thing, but they're doing well um, themselves. Uh, Bake Nation, I used to rap with Cam Rex, um, O'Shea, mainly those two. Um, of course, Shiz was around, or the producer that produced almost all of Thumping the Night was with us rapping. Uh, Extra, the producer Extra, I just I call him Shiz because that's the homie, but Extra, uh, he was around during that phase. That's around the time that I actually first met Treasy. I first met Isaiah because I played a freestyle of his off the computer. He was just messing around. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard mm. come out of someone's mouth yep. on a microphone. <laughs> so I figured I had to figure out who it was, and that's not a good thing. It was oh. terrible lyrics. It was absolutely terrible lyrics. Yeah, you know Isaiah, you offensive know exactly lyrics. Was. Um, <laughs> was um, Almighty Mix was around during the time. And also his little brother D'Lo Steez was around during the time. Um, and the homie Tyler was around. But basically, this was back in 2011. My inspiration came from um, the whole release of Kraken theme was um, actually because of, was it Clash of the Titans that, that was from? 
Yeah. Uh, released it when he was like, release the Kraken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Clash of the Titans, man. And it, um, the inspiration was basically um, the people of the city that they came to destroy, which was the city of Argos, they were all lost. And they weren't praying to the gods. And uh, the reason that Zeus commanded Poseidon to release the Kraken was because, well, if we release the Kraken on them, then we'll gain their prayers. And we'll be able to, not only will we be able to punish them for not giving us their prayers and their praise, we'll also gain their prayers. So we'll be able to punish them, but we'll be able to allow them to change their circumstance all in the same situation. Now, I don't believe in Greek gods and stuff like that, but this is where the concept came from. It was dope, and I was able to turn it and actually um, use it for my good and uh, basically add a bunch of my faith into it. So the first release of Kraken was definitely inspired by that, but the first release of Kraken was more fueled by me being the Kraken that was mainly destroying other rappers. Other, um, just destroying the whole thought of bullshit in general. Bullshit things and me destroying bullshit theories about not being yourself, bullshit theories about trying to be certain people for other people specifically, just the bullshit in general. Like, I was just coming to just destroy it, especially bullshit lyrics and rappers. That's what the first release of Kraken was mainly geared against killing these rappers, just killing them and getting rid of the bullshit, just purging it out and then starting fresh. Um, and it was nine tracks. Uh, the last track on there was probably the coldest one, I, I believe, lyrically. But that's where the inspiration came from. Uh, we were still recording in the garage on a video game microphone at the time, um, so we didn't have we didn't have equipment. Um, we really didn't have equipment, so um, it didn't like sonically it was trash, but lyrically just ridiculous. So I got a bunch of blank CDs. I went and. Uh, I put them on people's cars at my high school, so then when they come to their car, they pretty much have to look at it at least, try to figure out what it is, and my name was on it. So, of course, they knew who I was, so some of them were going to play it. Some of them probably just toss it in the trash. Um, I used to go to the Apple stores and just download it and pull it up on Hot New Hip Hop on all the Apple gear in the Apple stores. So somebody's going to play it. Your five-year-old son's going to play it, or maybe you'll get curious, oh, what is this? I don't know what Hot New Hip Hop is. I'm just going to click this link. You're going to play it. Even if you don't listen to it, that was my way of trying to get plays. I ain't know. You know, nobody uh, necessarily really knew I was out here trying to get some plays, get some plays man. Games, I was going around man. to the radio stations. Um, I was, I didn't get a summer off. It's like I started college immediately out of out of high school. I didn't take that summer off. So I was at the Metro radio station, the CCD radio station, trying to get plays. So I, actually, I booked a show down there, and I did my first um, performance at. Um, at Metro and this was before they became a university so this is like right before this was this was the semester before they became Metro State University this was back when they were just Metro State Metropolitan State College of Denver yep Um, so yeah I was down there performing in like it's like the Tivoli so I was downstairs performing yeah the equipment was terrible just everything was not good (laughs) like the laptops was janky Uh, my laptop was very janky you could it didn't even prop itself open um, but I just figured out a way to do it. We still have the backtracks playing during the performance. But yeah, that's the first release to Kraken, lyrically unmatched. Then we have, after that, time goes by, time goes by. My mom critiques me on my music. Everybody critiques me on my music. I actually met with some marketing and management companies that listened to the tape. They liked my lyrics. They hated my uh, beats. They hated my engineering quality. But they told me, if you get it together, then we will work with you, period. So what, let's speak on the, the beats. How do you select your beats? Currently? Um, How do you make sure Actually, that's it. I can tell you a good story about the Swerve Who EP. Cause the, well, that's the next project that came out after yeah. the first release of Kraken anyway. So it leads into the next project. Uh, here's a funny story about how I picked those beats. So I'm riding in a car with Treasy. 
Um, Treasy made it. Shout out to Shout that boy. Treasy made it. Yeah, hold on. Uh, that's my dog, man. man. That's the bro. Obviously, yeah, that's Treasy. my dog. We got a lot of work that's out, and we got some more stuff coming. Uh, I also have a bunch of stuff coming with other people for everybody who thinks I don't work with producers. You actually have no idea what I have up my sleeve, so you're just going to need to wait, be patient, and keep your pain to yourself for now. But anyway, um, Swerve Who. I'm riding in the car with Treasy. He had a little red cobalt at the time. We were doing bad things, uh, just running around, busting jugs for all of you that know what that means. We were out there doing it uh, all the wrong ways. And he's playing his beat CD every day. We didn't really have CDs like that. So, like, every once in a while, he'll have some old school CD that he'll put on, but it'll be skipping. But his beat CD never skipped. And none of these beats were actually mine. Shout out to the homie Ray Reed. Uh, one, one or two of these beats, Ray Reed wanted as well. This was way, way, way back. He might not remember this. But it was a couple samples that I used, and it's on a Swerve Who EP. I got a track called War. That beat specifically was for Ray Reed. So, Ray, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to War. That was your beat. But I made a deal with Treasy. I'm going to tell you all the deal. It's ridiculous. So, listen to the beat CD. It's six tracks. Um, and I tell him, Treasy, I want these beats. And Treasy says to me, I'm not giving you these beats. These beats are for A, B, and C. I said, but I need beats. You're supposed to be my dog. Give me these beats. He says, all right, I'll make a deal with you. I will give you all of these beats if you use all of them and turn them into a project and drop it right away. So I said, all right. I took the beat CD, literally recorded songs to all of the beats that were on the CD. It was just a random set of beats. Treasy hadn't, like, those were for different people. It wasn't even a project. I took those beats, made songs that went along with each other, set up the track list, and dropped it as the Swerve Who EP. Yeah, I remember that. That's it. That's Bro, what that, you call um, composing and creating for real. So that's Swerve Who. The Swerve Who EP is basically uh, five or six different sides of myself that I decided to show via uh, the track list. Yeah. So if you go listen to that, you'll get a bunch of different sides of me um, and you'll be able to learn more about me. Not even necessarily my journey, even though you're going to get storytelling on there, so you'll learn my journey from it. The main thing was for me to tell you about me in different stages of my life according to the time that I was in. Then after that, time goes by, time goes by, not even too much time. I drop the empty safe video. I get it popping, and then I drop the real release to Kraken, which came out in 2015, early 2015. It was, oh, it was 24 February. Yeah, yeah, it was. February. It was in February. Oh, no, yeah, it was, see, it, it, see all the progress that we made last year. It seems like I dropped it like two years ago. Yeah. No, yeah. it's because I just learned my lesson and got it popping really fast. It only yeah. took me a few months. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't make the same mistakes twice if I can help it. I do not. Those are the shackles of Satan. But I dropped <laughs> the real release to Kraken. Um, February of 2015, and it's themed off the same exact thing, but it's more geared toward people's uh, people's faith and their beliefs and their morals. That's what it's more geared toward. So it's more geared toward a spiritual thing than the first one. The first one was more about rap and rappers, even though all those other things came into play. If literally, I took the um, religious views from the Greek mythology. And I took the Greek gods and I turned it and used it uh, and made it match my beliefs. So, if say if you listen to the song Circus, I'm talking about how um, this city is a circus, life is a circus. I'm giving stories about how things are just re- like just crazy. Like it's is you got monkeys do- doing dumb shit over here. You got the vicious savages of the streets, maybe the lions and tigers and bears over here just catching bodies just without just no morals. It's just this life is just ridiculous. And I'm literally in the song praying for forgiveness for the things that I take part in. So like I'm selling drugs, I'm sipping syrup, I'm smoking different things, I'm popping different pills during that time. And I'm literally saying in the song, um, 
you know, forgive me for sipping syrup. Don't fail me a kidney. Because I recognize that, like, there are consequences for all your actions. Regardless of when I, regardless of when I decide I'm going to change my mind and change my life, everything comes back around. So in the time that it takes me, you know, I might change my mind before it comes back around. I might change all my morals before it comes back around. It's still going to come back around. So literally in the song, I'm praying for forgiveness for all the things that I take part in. Yeah, so um, also, like, even aside from just Circus, I got a track called Argos that's, like, about uh, the lost city. So I'm describing, I'm actually describing the A. I'm describing Aurora, but... Every, Aurora for your whole life. But I wanted to, I didn't want to say that in the track because uh, we relate to so many other lost cities. So I was literally using understanding and relation to kind of bridge the gap between um, us and other places so we can all see the relation. We need to stop focusing on the separation so we can understand where we all are flawed as a unit. So I'm talking about the A, and I'm just describing all the crazy stuff going on in the A, talking about how we're straight dogs in a lost city. I bark and you bark with me. Find my way home. Maybe I'll never, but it's whatever. Got my bape on. So I'm like, our mentalities are just completely screwed over. Hmm. And uh, I'm talking good. about how our faith is the only thing what I've owned, but we lose it as soon as Polo comes down on his polo horse or some shit. Like, I can't remember like exactly how I said it verbatim, but like literally I'm describing a lost city. And then what that is outlining is basically how... Uh, what was dude's name uh, that beat the Kraken? Ooh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Odysseus. It's not Odysseus. Was it? It's not. No, it might have be. <laughs> you know not, what? This is. I can't remember. I can't remember. But Google's Google's Google's. you can you can look it up. It doesn't matter. So it's not Poseidon. Poseidon released the Kraken. <laughs> he released he defeated. the Kraken. But anyway, so basically I'm taking a standpoint like how he got up for everybody and he decided I'm going to take this journey and I'm going to put it all on my back and I'm going to defeat the Kraken. So on the one end of me, like the project is me destroying bullshit and getting you guys to take a look at yourselves and reflect. But in this song, I'm saying, look, I will try to uh, take the burden over my own back and I'm going to try and correct my culture so I can start to correct the culture around me. I'm going to change the atmosphere because I'm going to do better. I'm going to fix my morals. I'm going to start holding myself accountable for the bullshit that I glorify and that I do. So I'm like, basically, I'm like on my knees, uh, if I paint the picture, like figuratively, I'm on my knees looking up like, all right, all right, God, I already know, like we didn't screwed all this up um, and I'm just going to fix myself and I'm going to try to fix the people around me and the other stray dogs around me. I bark and you bark with me. Straight dogs in a lost city. So I'm including myself just trying to take the burden upon myself to try and fix it, which is essentially what I was trying to do with Release the Kraken by giving you that and trying to put it up on a new platform. It was well received. Um, It's harder to get a project up on a world stage than it is a single. So like I have singles that went up way, way, way up. I got the Empty Safe music video, which was track two or it was i think it was track two or three it was two or three it was two or three that one went way 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 up that was my first time being up in the top 30 hip-hop blogs um so shout out to that bermuda was very well received all this stuff is on my soundcloud by the way and youtube for the music video for empty safe so So, yeah it was well received man so with that being said you said uh y'all want you wanted everybody to perform as a unit how do you see people viewing people rapping in colorado now from Early, I'll say 2000 from 2014 to now. People were, yeah, 2014 to now. Just people were like, oh, everybody's just trying to be a rapper, everybody's just trying to be this, everybody's trying to drill rap, everybody's trying. Since when did Chief Key come out? 20. He actually came out. Chief Key came out. Chief Key blew up in 12. He blew up big, I think, in 12. 12. He, I I first heard him, I first heard Chief Keith in 11, but he blew up in 12. Uh, but yeah, man, that whole everybody want to be a rapper thing started, I think, in 13. 
13? Yeah, yeah because it because it actually it became um it didn't just become cool, it became trendy. I think there's a difference. There's yeah. some things yeah. that are cool that are not necessarily trendy because people recognize everybody can't do it. Yeah. But it became trendy. trendy. So now all the kids started trying to do it without exploring other avenues of life. Like they didn't recognize other careers that you could have. It's like trying to be a ball player, a drug dealer, a rapper, nigga, or a gangbanger. Like Yeah, drug dealer. So it's like <clears throat> So I don't know. It just became more trendy, and all the all the young people started. It infiltrated high schools, yeah. which was that's the big thing. It infiltrated all the high schools. That's a cool thing. So a lot of dudes and even girls secretly, because they'll reach out to me a lot. They used to reach out to me all the time about how they rap or they sing. But they'd be the same people dogging out the dudes because everybody, quote unquote, everybody wants to be a rapper. But it's people were exploring that because they see the way we express ourselves and they see the, the pedestal that we're put on for being a voice. Everybody wants to be the voice. And the thing is, everybody's job is not is not to be the voice. Like everyone's job is not to be the voice. People have to do other things. Everybody can't be the rapper. I didn't even never want to be a rapper. The thing is though, I didn't see anyone around me doing it the right way. So I decided to take responsibility. And I still plan to go beyond rap because this is deeper than rap. I already do more than rap. And it's gonna be deeper than rap forever. I, I, that's just the way it's gonna be for life. And I remember, so like, shout out to one specific person that I knew was doing this way, way, way back when I first started taking it seriously and getting myself organized was Trev Rich back when he was rocking. And I always had the barcode mixtapes because my mom is real, real, real cool with his pops. I'm cool with his pops too. Shout out to his pops, Trev. Um, Actually, his pops is the person I went and met up at their barbershop when I was telling you about that. Some people heard the first release to Crack and were like, yeah. we will work with you yeah. as far as management and marketing. It was Trev's dad. I don't oh, even know so. if Trev knows that at this point. He might. He might. But it was actually Trev's dad. That was that was before I even dropped release to Crack and One. So that was, uh, that was in 11 as well. It was either late 10 or early 11. It was probably late 10, late 10 or early 11. Early yeah. 11. Yeah. So like, shout out to him. But I remember back in 08, 09 and even 2010, being a rapper wasn't cool stuff. Like it wasn't the cool thing to yeah, do. If wasn't. you chose to do that, you were kind of stepping out on a limb. It was even a little embarrassing at that yeah. point. Um, because it's kind of like, really recognizing nah, people weren't recognizing, like, we don't, we know, we still don't have a face really like that, like a stamp as far as the industry goes. We're getting there though. We're moving very quickly now because yeah, yeah. the people that are serious about it are starting to get organized. Because like I was serious back then. Trevor was serious back then. Uh, shout out to Priest. Priest has been serious about it since I even ever walked in the same building as dude. Like, I, I didn't particularly like him originally, but he was always serious. I'll give him that. He doesn't play around when it comes to his yeah. music stuff. But the serious people got more organized is what happened. So now we're like booming out the box at this point. Like, seriously booming. Yeah, that wave thing that happened in... What, what month that? What? The wave just happened uh, December, uh, December, right? December, December tenth. The oh, wave yeah, was, was December tenth. <laughs> the wave was a movie. The ra- the wave was a movie. I'm glad and so no 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 sold out. Was it the bluebird? Yeah, yeah, yeah sold out the bluebird. We didn't just sell it out like oh all the tickets were sold. No, it was full of people Packed from out. top to bottom. People were outside. Industry they couldn't get in, and they that. were still outside. Yeah, like it was Sounds it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And they were all there for us. That was 100% local. We put on our own show. It was local artists, local promoters. Everything was local. And shout out to that. Shout out to Francois, because he was one of the brains behind that operation, and he did his thing. Shout, shout out, out to, to whoever he is. Shout out yeah. to Supreme Ace for throwing me on his set, man. That's the homie. He threw me on. Uh, he pretty much, I mean, 
everybody's going to catch on. You're not going to get booked for everything, but like that definitely set the tone. So yeah. I'm looking forward to being a part of the wave too. Wink, wink. I know y'all going to call me, but if you weren't thinking about calling me, you better call me because we bodied the first wave. Everybody yeah, bodied the first wave. Everybody. Everyone. I, it it was dude, ridiculous. Amazi. Like everybody was killed lit. it. Yeah, Amazy. Shout out to Suno. Amy. Yep. Amy. Amy. Shout out to that boy Amy's. He's from NDE. Yep. The wave was ridiculous. Shout so like, yeah, that's just that's one great this. example awesome. of like uh, Colorado as far as the hip hop scene is getting it's moving beyond the place that it's already been before. Because yeah. like way back, um, there was a lot of DJs that were booming. There's other people that did other things in the industry as far as publishing and management. They started booming. But the thing is, people haven't made it to the industry and coined Colorado on the hip hop side yet. Really, yeah. when it comes to yeah. rapping. No, they haven't. There's been artists that even blew up that were from Denver. It's MGK, for instance. He didn't coin Denver. He coined Ohio. He yep. even has Denver tattered on him, 303. But he's not even seen as a Colorado artist. So we still don't have like that face. Yeah. So yeah. And it's yeah, not I'm even like, I'm not necessarily racing to be the face and stuff like that. Because I started to realize that the world, and not no diss to my own city, because I love my city and anybody knows me knows that. But the world is bigger than the A. And the, and the world is bigger than Colorado. So you have to start to realize that what you're doing has to be bigger than your city for you to make it to a place that's bigger than your city. Yep. If you Until you recognize that, you will literally stay local forever because you're local-minded. See, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm local by default because I haven't blown up on an international scale yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, blown up on a national scale yet. Uh, you know, So like uh, all the locals that are out here right now, we're local by default, but we're not local-minded, which is yeah. why we're booming. So with that being said... You're not really known for doing the features. Are you going to be doing more features? As far as for uh, me. Your project. Excuse me. First. Oh, for my project. First, your project. Uh, I try to reach out to people. Um, and I'm not even going to sugarcoat this, man. A lot of people be bullshitting. And a lot of people just aren't about it the same way as I am. I actually think I intimidate people. Because I think some people are afraid to start working with me. Thank you. I think some people are afraid to start working with me. Not because of my skills, but because they know Solo's going to be on it about this. So like, yeah. if I hit you up to do something... I'm trying to do it. Like, let's do it. Like, let's get it done. I'm not even going to hit you up until I'm ready to do it. So if I ever hit you up, I'm trying to do it. And I'm a busy dude. But I like if I hit you up and you tell me you got time, I'm going to expect that by the next time I hit you up, because I will hit you back up again, because you're doing me a favor, so I'm going to bug you, not the other way around. I'm going to hit you up again, and you should be ready. If you're not ready, I'm going to just assume you was bullshitting. And I'll give you benefit of the doubt. I'll say, maybe you weren't bullshitting. Maybe I'll hit you up again. You don't hit me up again, then we just, maybe we shouldn't work together. Yep. Maybe so, we should. Are you gonna do more features in? for for other people for or with other me? People. For other people, yeah. I'll continue to do that. You know, I mean, you especially body, you body the hell out of features until I get to Drake level, where I actually can't take every feature for the simple fact that it'll hurt my career. Until I get to that point, when I'm still like, yeah, it won't hurt me to do features for people. I'm doing features. I Solo Young is doing features. So if you're listening to this and you're afraid to hit me up because you don't think I'm doing features, I am doing features. You just have to catch me in a time when I'm not in the middle of working on a project because then it'll take me longer to get your verse back or your hook or whatever you hit me up for. But Solo is doing features. So I have a lot of features time out right there now. already. Yeah. yeah, so like right now is the perfect time to hit me up. I literally just finished dumping tonight. Me and the Almighty Mix, shout out to him. Literally... Just finished dumping tonight. If you need a feature, hit me up now before I start my next project. Because I'm dialing in on the next one again. And it's going to be hard to get me to do your feature over, like, after after the next two months is up. You got about two months. You got about two months. After two months, I'm just forewarning, it'll be difficult for you to get me on a track. So what about, what artists do you want to work with? Locally or um, industry-wise? Both. Starting um, locally, though. Starting locally. Starting locally. 
Um, I don't. Or what artists would you like to see work be being done with? I particularly don't like a lot of artists' uh, music here. Actually, I don't like a lot of artists in general, even industry-wise. But I will say this. There are cats that I want to work with. And if I don't name you, I'm not dissing you. I either forgot your name or I just don't think it's a good time right now. Uh, maybe not because you're whack. Because maybe you're whack. But if you're not whack, then I just don't think it's a good time. So, of course, I want to work with Trev. I hit him up. We got to be circulating. Um, I probably, I don't know when that's actually going to happen. Uh, I'm going to be working with Ray very soon. We have a couple of tracks Shout that are supposed to be done. Shout out to Ray Reed. Uh, me and yeah, Torian, also on NDE, same campus. Uh, Amy Torian. Yeah, he's also on NDE, same campus. Amy me and him have already worked in the past, and we're going to continue to work in the future. I got a track with him on his critically acclaimed project called, it's, it's called Critically Acclaimed, by the way. But the track is called uh, No Love. The track is called No Love, put a zipper on it, body bag, killed that. So we're going to be working more in the future. Me and Amy will have a track coming. Uh, me and Cash Rod already have uh, shout out to Cash Rod, his Loke project, Love Our Color. I got a <laughs> stupid track on there with him and King that's, LR. That's shout out to the big shit. homie King LR. Um, that's actually the leader and the owner of the label that I'm with, uh, Money Hungry Movement. Management, TFD Management, shout out to that. That's my camp, but also Money Hungry Movement. King LR is the boss of that. And we got a dumb track, so I'm going to continue to work with those guys, obviously. Um, me and Just Dre have a track that I'm doing for me, so I won't say too much about it, but that one's actually on the way, so I'm working with Ooh, you. that's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. And I've, even, I've gotten to a place. Now, Priest is my homie, period. That's my dog at this point, because like originally, like years ago, I didn't like him. Then I got to know him better more recently. I really like Priest. And I'm not gonna front. I want to work with Priest. I don't know in what form. I'm gonna. I just want to do it, uh, something. I just feel like it'll be real productive. Whatever it is, I like his business mind. He's extremely focused. He doesn't like no BS or poison around him. That dude is a machine, and I respect it. I want to work on with him. Pandora. He's on shit. I mean, Everybody. dude's lit. I'm not. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna go through another man's credentials. You know, just because. I got my own to worry about yeah. on a podcast, but shout out to Trace Chapman. I got some stuff working in the works with him. Hey, man. Trace, if you listen to this, send my verse back. G, that song is too cold. I need it back, man. We got to get that popping ASAP. So shout out to Trace Chapman. I need to do an EP to the other And while we're on the topic, this is the last thing I'm gonna mention. I got a track on the on the release the Kraken, the the actual release the Kraken, the one that came out after the Swerve Who EP in 15. I have a track on there called Vice Grip. And this is the only feature I've had in the past, like for myself in like the past three, four years. And this dude, uh, JQ, and oh, he's from yeah. Kansas, and he—he's—he's uh, he's heavy affiliate. He's like—he's like one of my long lost cousins or something, man. That dude put a zipper on my track, and I killed it as well. So I didn't get eight on my own track, but like he killed it. Vice grip, go listen to that. You also worked with Doctor Jedi. Doctor uh, Jedi is ridiculously young, lit. Young black man. I'm glad you brought that up. We got a track called Darkness. I don't remember what his last project was called, but it's on there. It has like the pinkish yeah, it's, cover. It's dope. It's dope. Right, That's on SoundCloud. Doctor Jedi, no spaces. D O C the Jedi, no spaces. Go listen to Darkness. Shout out that guy. Bro. I killed that track. Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah, you did. I'm proud. Yeah, that's that in, shit was slapping. Uh, that's in one of few top verses I'll say where I really <coughs> body the track. As far as someone else's song, like I body that track. I ain't killed Doc, but like I killed the beat though. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, man, that's a list. If I missed you, I missed you. My bad. Get over it. Do you want to see a, a Lars come together of the Colorado Springs, the the Denver? Basically, do you feel like 
all Colorado music should start joining itself or this, doing like the waves type thing. Like should it bring as up as all this Colorado music or should it stay, you know, let the cities boom first and then incorporate? No, wait, wait, wait. Do you mean as far as events or songs? Events. I feel like oh you so you're talking about events. I feel like the mix is talking about songs. So both things. Just say both. No, song wise, no. Song wise, no, no, no. I've never been one to be one to join up and make all these Colorado songs because again, yeah, yeah, yeah. the world is bigger than the city, and we have to recognize that other people don't care about that. Like we, we enjoy it. I'll enjoy it talking yeah. about the A, talking about the Bells, talking about Colorado, and us joining up and making yeah. Colorado music for Colorado, for Colorado people specifically. I would literally, I would literally love that. Like yeah. it would be enjoyable. That's not what we need. Yeah, we the don't. world does not care yeah. about uh, that. Like, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the world doesn't care. So since we're not at, we're not to the points that we want to be at. You know, none of us have made it have made it to the point that we're trying to get to as far as the industry goes. We're all still hungry, trying to get the world to look at us the way that we look at us. So we don't need to focus on that. We need to focus not on that. As far as events go, yes. We need to start paying each other more attention when it comes to events. We need to start linking up when it comes to events and respecting each other more. Just because we are all local, just because we are all in the same places right now, even though some of us are traveling and more busy than others and out of town more than others, regardless, let's work together and be a unit to get our city more popping and get ourselves more popping in the city and raise our own artists out of the city. Raise your own economy. Literally, outside... Literally, the reason that these other music hubs are created, like, think about it. Every six months, why does Atlanta have a new artist blow up? Literally blow up every six months. Why? Because they blow their own artists up out of the city. Florida is known, like, they are known in the industry for promoting their own artists in the club, supporting their own artists to the point where they start getting more money. Now, here's another thing I need to address. If someone from out of town, regardless of who they are, they hit you up or you hit them up, right? Because you know they got some buzz. Some buzz, however much buzz may be. You'll pay them before you pay a local, quote-unquote, local artist, yeah. regardless of the local artist following. It doesn't even matter. Local artists can have way more following. They're just local by default, not by mindset. They could be traveling way more. They're only local because they're not, an, not on an international scale. So say Trev. I know a lot of people, like, before they pay Trev, they'll pay some nigga from uh, Ohio. <laughs> but they won't pay Trev. And I don't understand that. Trev works hard. Now, see, I work hard. Trev works hard. The other artists I named and didn't even didn't name. A lot of us, we work very, very, very hard to provide a specific quality that's worth the money. So if I charge you, don't look at me like I'm crazy. I'm trying to get to a point where I can eat off this. Yeah, we're trying to both make our economy. It's like this. If you, if you want people to donate towards your books to get through school, right? Or you start a fund because you're trying to uh, get a car. You need a car to get to work. Something like that. You want people to support that. Yeah. So why is it ridiculous that I want people to support my career? This is a career. It's not for play. I want, I'm trying to get to a point where I can eat and provide for others, provide jobs and provide for myself. Just tranquility and peace and get us all out of this, this slum of a situation that we, uh, me in particular and some other guys I know, literally have lived in for the entire span of our lives. I'm trying to make it to where it is my main career, as other people are trying to do. It's not easy, and it's not always fun. A lot of it is not fun. It's called the music industry for a reason. It's business is new, so a lot of things are changing, and it's still sort of a slave ship. It's very stressful trying to navigate, especially being a young black man. So you need to be more willing to support. Just because I'm from the A 
And just because you live in the A doesn't mean that you should never have to pay for any of my services. Literally, I provide a better quality than most of the artists that you would pay out of town. Most majority of them. Yeah. Like 70% of the mainstream industry, that 70% of those artists you could think of, my music is better than them. Just because topic, just because quality of recording. And just skills. Be, be, everything. Just, and skills in general. Not even on Okaki stuff, but you would be willing to pay them thousands, but you wouldn't pay me $200 to come perform and I'm going to put on a better show and we can sell Like, if you can get a couple of us together to sell out the Bluebird and pack it out when, uh, shout out to Waka, but Waka Flocka didn't even pack out the Bluebird. That's Waka Flocka. Everybody like, know him. Every, like, I love Waka. I'm surprised he didn't sell out the Bluebird and, and but we did that locally and it was an amazing show. You got what you paid. You got more than what you paid for. Tickets was probably cheap. Yeah, what? Well, I think I got mine for like what? $10, $15. That show was probably worth more. That show was probably worth more than you even got charged. Be more willing to pay for quality. Yeah. You're not yeah. you're not paying like it you would pay more money to come see Kanye stand in front of you and just look at you and not rap anything than you would pay someone to come put on an amazing show. I'm talking lights, smoke, live drummer cuz this is what happened at the way. Live drummer, all yeah. these local acts that can really kill it and put a body bag on it, pack it out. Just get it jumping. I mean, why won't well, you pay for that? Stupid. You know, people are stupid. You know, so it's you know. not really that ignorance bad. is. And bliss. think of it like this, also. So I'm actually gonna. I'm done with my point after I say this. So I'm gonna use myself as an example because I usually don't do that. But I'm. I'm trying to have not be prideful, but I'm trying to recognize myself for things. I gotta get in the habit. Be more of that. proud of yourself. I don't even want to say proud, gotta but I gotta a, just recognize. Gotta yourself a pat there's on some the back points where I gotta recognize who I am, and this is one of those points. So think of it like this. I'm to a point, and it wasn't always here. It took me a long time, but I got it together. I'm to a point where every single thing I do musically goes up on a world stage. Anytime I put a song out, it will go up on a world stage. I've been in the top 30 hip-hop blogs in the world multiple times at this point. Any song I drop is going up on blogs that you can't pay for this stuff. You can't pay to get on a blog. You can pay a PR to do a press release and send yeah. your stuff out to ask if you can get on blogs. But I've I've had press releases where no blogs pick me up. And then I've had press releases where blogs I've literally, DJs and blogs I've literally had dreams about being on, have picked me up. I'm on Hot 97 website. We're talking about DJ Iceberg, Holiday holiday Season, DJ Enough, well, Hip Hop since, uh, since 87. You heard that new, this is 50. That's 50 Cent. Everything I do goes up on the royal stage, but you won't pay to you won't pay to for, for a feature. But if you do it with me, I mean, eat on your body. That's what I'm. You want that world stage? Everybody does not pay the choice. Exactly. So, and I, when I want features from people, Probably. and I and I know that they're going to provide me a specific service, I'm willing to pay for it. I'm willing to pay a lot of money for the studios, a lot of money for the videos. I'm willing to pay what may even seem like a lot of money for a feature, depending on what I'll get out of it. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to pay and make that investment. You got to be willing to make that investment, especially if it's right here at home. I'm more inclined to do something for you for free because we're from the same city and you're willing to pay than if you're some asshole that's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> who are you, nigga? If you're one of those, I'm going to be like, nah, nigga, I actually don't want to work with you, so I'm going to charge you a fuck nigga fee. Hmm. Hey, hashtag don't get charged a fuck. So yeah, man, that's the end to my point. Yeah, so, ho- hopefully y'all got it. With man. your new project, you, you got something for us to listen to—a little sample, a little, a little... from Thumping Tonight. Yep. Yeah, yeah I do. Drop the yeah, stamp on this I got, thing. I got man. some things uh, from Thumping Tonight. 
Give me just a minute here. I'm gonna pull it up out of my Dropbox and stuff. Shout out all the hard working people. Uh, man. So, yeah, shout out to all the. If you working hard, guys. shout out to you. You feel me? I, I'm listening. Hey, sh- I, hey, I can hear. I gotta give a special shout out. Hold on, I gotta give a special shout out to two people that are helping me through this whole process. Three actually. Shout out to the homie Arian, uh, who's here actually with me in the background. He's not talking, but he's here and he's helped me like make a lot of. <laughs> Wise business decisions, man, and help keep me motivated throughout the process of this project and just my career. Shout out to the boy Luigi. He's over here just chilling on the couch doing his model thing. But, man, we've had some dope conversations, and he's helped keep me creatively motivated. And and the homie Meezy, who's sitting across, he ain't been talking much. But, like, Meezy, literally, I go to him about almost, almost any idea that I have in general ever, unless it sounds too crazy, and then I can't tell nobody. But, like, Meezy's my go-to, and I do a track. Meezy hears it before almost anybody. Like there's a select few people that hear it. Meezy hears it, man. He gives me the go or the not go. Sometimes I don't take the not go, but still, that's my go-to guy, man. So those are my shout-outs. And now I'm gonna give. What should I sample, Lamar? Um, I know it's all it's all he. <laughs> it's all stressful. Heat. <laughs> if y'all could just see this, I wish it was a vlog so y'all could see the stressful. <laughs> That whole pie. Oh, whole pie. I'm gonna give him the whole pie. I ain't gonna give him the whole pie. <laughs> I, I can't remember the remix. I'm gonna give him a piece. No, 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 no. We can't give. We can't. Add, matter of fact, don't ever listen to Isaiah's remix. So yeah, man. If he drops sample. it, don't listen. Scorpion trying to eat. I need the whole pie. Swerving through these Aurora lanes like a bowling ball, and my bucket was too dough like a smoke. All right, that was my sample of whole pie for y'all. I can't give y'all the verses and stuff, um, but yeah, that one's ridiculous, man. If y'all are looking for bars, because um, of course there's a point to that whole track, but if y'all are looking for bars, then that'll probably be one of your go-to tracks. Because I literally bodied that song top to bottom. It's three yeah, verses. Yeah, um, I gave that song the blues, man. And I don't. And see, the thing is, I don't really take the bar route too much anymore, like too often. Because I'm more into just making great songs in general. It's not really about bars. But that song, barred it down, top to bottom. So that'll probably be one of your go-tos, man. That's track four. Um, so yeah, man, be looking out for Thumping tonight. Literally could be dropping any day. I'm just waiting on the go. I'm waiting on my art to get back and then to go for my manager, uh, Dre Vasquez. Shout out to him, man. Fly District. We up. Way up. Way, way, way up. Um, so, yeah, man. Be on the lookout for something. Hey, it's lit. You feel me? That solo young nigga is lit. Hey, everybody in the building. Shout out to everybody. Hey, it's, this is a hip-hop season, basically. This is a volume of hip-hop. So, I mean... Hopefully y'all reach out because if y'all don't reach out, I'm not just gonna. I'm not coming for y'all. I don't. If y'all don't want to reach out, y'all don't want to be on any platforms. That's perfectly fine. But whoever does, definitely reach out. You know, we'll definitely. It doesn't really have to be a rapper. You just have yeah, to you know anything. Whether it's some art, you know, yeah. whether you're another engineer, you're a singer. It doesn't even matter. Shout out to that boy Treason Made. Hey, shout out to everybody. Yeah, man. Made it. D'Lo Steez, man. Shout out to, shout out to shout Brad Pitt. Shout out to the boy D-Lo Steez. He just dropped a project called Netflix and Chill. And it's ridiculous. That's That project is ridiculous. I'm not on it at all. He didn't work with me on it at all. So it's just like my shameless plug or anything. But like, that dude is ridiculous. So we'll have some more coming. And the producer, Brad Pitt, I have a bunch of tracks. um, Literally a a bundle of tracks that I've already done with him. That dude is a ridiculous producer. Um, So yeah, man. Anybody I got work with, 
uh, coming in the future. Just keep the material coming to me. I'm going to continue to put zippers on it, man. Yep. That's the only positive we will find. Hey, lit.